0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. I am Bill, and this uh, this episode is the conclusion to the two-parter that started last episode. Here with Go God Go twelve. Um, <laughs> I'm not really sure why we have twelve. Uh, I would imagine we're all gonna find out a little bit later on why we have Go Got Go 12. So in the last episode uh, Cartman froze himself and is sent 500 years into the future because of this and all he wants is to play the Nintendo Wii while we're in the midst of a of a war between three different atheist groups. So that's basically where we are going into this week's episode, Go God Go 12. So let's jump right into it. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on November 8th, 2006. So we get a quick catch up of uh, everything that happened and they play it off in the Buck Rogers uh, of the 25th century parody style, which is really good. So then we get a scene where Cartman is with the AAA group, the Allied Atheist Alliance, and they're taking him to New New Hampshire and they're going to the new New Hampshire Museum of Technology to where he can get his Nintendo Wii. So, he gets the Nintendo Wii and the sea otters are like, we made a deal and Cartman beams himself out of there and back to his original post with the United Atheist Alliance. So now he wants to play the Nintendo Wii. There's just one problem. <laughs> it doesn't work because he has a TV that is basically um, it's like a floating TV. There's no cords. it's just there. So Cortman is upset about this. So now he's bummed out about it and we're introduced to, <laughs> oh, I love this. this was really good. He has a robot buddy named K-10. So, every time you know they're talking, he's like, Well, Cartman, bark, bark. We have to do this. Bark, bark. Um, so, everything that's going on has kind of messed up for him. And now, he is starting to think about, well... You know, there's got to be a way where I can stop myself from freezing. Like, he's in the future thinking about past Cartman to stop freezing himself. And then he sees this commercial for a time. It's like a prank call or a prank telephone where you can do it. On anyone at any point in history and it can only be used as a prank call it cannot be used as a means of getting to have a serious talk with somebody because if you are to do that everything changes so he goes to buy this and it costs 6,000 credits so he doesn't have enough to buy it So eventually what he does is he finds a way to get to a couple of kids' place and he shoots bubbles at them to stay afloat and Cartman and K-10 take the phone. So now Cartman is doing everything he can to prevent current Cartman to stop and not be future Cartman if you can stay with this so he calls Cartman on the night at 2.15 in the morning from the last episode and they have a great back and forth dialogue where present Cartman doesn't believe future Cartman and after it's over future Cartman is like gosh I hate that guy so, then we find out that the Allied Atheist Alliance have this plan to where the United Atheist Alliance and the, Uni- or the Unified Atheist League are going to come together, they're going to fight each other, and the sea otter group, the Allied Atheist Alliance, they're going to come in and they're going to take both groups down. And then all of a sudden, here comes the wise old otter. And this is a really good scene, because one of the lead otters is like, Why should we trust them? They cut down our trees and made tables when they could be eating on their bellies. So, then, the wise old sea otter mentions God, and all of the sea otters end up killing the wise old sea otter for thinking of maybe we should use God in this instance so now with that done Cartman then calls butters so butters is on the phone and present Cartman is in the house with butters while he's talking to future Cartman so future Cartman is talking to current Cartman oh this is too confusing Oh my god, this is too confusing. So, Future Cartman tries to warn Current Cartman not to freeze himself, to which Current Cartman tells him to suck his balls. And Future Cartman is upset. So, then we have a meeting at the Unified Atheist League about how this should be the time to make their move because of Richard Dawkins, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 famous atheist. and they were like, if it wasn't for his wife Garrison, we would not be in this position today. So in the future, Richard Dawkins and Mrs. Garrison end up getting married. okay. So now Cartman tries Kyle, and Kyle just does not believe this. He just absolutely does not believe in Cartman here, or he doesn't believe that Cartman is in the future. He thinks this is a prank call and just really ignores him. So, because of the last call, everything changes, and now K10 has become a cat, and it is now Kit9. I know. I'm trying to stay with this as much as I can. So now we have the war going on, and Cartman, who is referred to as the Time Child, or TC, has to go into the war room to stay safe. So he's in the war room, and we end up having a conversation between the three leaders of AAA, UAA, and UAL. And all of this is about what is the answer to the question? And we never really figure it out. And then it is told to Cartman that, you know, because of Richard Dawkins and his wife, Mrs. Garrison, that we have this question that they've eliminated, basically, religion. So Cartman, future Cartman, then is like, Mrs. Garrison, that's a dude. So he calls back to the past, or, well, in this episode, it's the past, and we get back to the scene where Dawkins and Garrison are having sex for the first time. The telephone rings. And it it, it rings for, like, a, a while, like 30 seconds. And then finally Mrs. Garrison is like, Dawkins. Okay, just answer the phone. So Dawkins answers, and you know, Cartman asks for Mister Garrison, and Richard is like, "Oh no, I'm I'm sorry, he's dead." But I got Mrs. Garrison here, and Carmen is like, N- "I just give me give me Garrison. I don't care." And then he finally tells Dawkins the truth that Mrs. Garrison is in fact, or was in fact, a man. And Dawkins is just absolutely shocked. He's almost scared to death, and he basically leaves, yeah, almost like with some of his clothes off. Like his shirt is off. Everything is, you know, he's just completely shocked and scared. And Mrs. Garrison is just really upset, and says that he hopes he burns in hell. So because. Cartman has done this the The future has changed to where we have no more atheism as a matter of fact we don't have atheisms so the three groups have united and they all want you know they're all in peace they want to have peace except they're dealing with the French Chinese group that thinks that they own Hawaii I feel bad for you people that are currently living in Hawaii, knowing that in the year 2546, you're going to be owned by the French and the Chinese. So, Carmen is sent to the present, and we see him in front of the video game store. And he's walking back and forth, back and forth, and his mom comes, in, and she's like, Come on, dear, you you got to get over this. And Carmen is like, You know, you're right. I can wait. I can wait three weeks for the new Wii. And his mom goes, three weeks? The, the Wii doesn't come out for another two months. So Cartman, Cartman got sent back a little bit further than he had hoped to. And then he gets a phone call at the store, and it's future Cartman. And future Cartman is like, Look all you gotta do, just be patient. You will get the Nintendo Wii. You will play the Nintendo Wii. You just have to be patient. And Cartman doesn't believe it, thinks it's Kyle hangs up, and that is the end of Go God Go twelve. Whew. Uh obviously there was a lot more in part one than in part two, but I honestly thought part two was funnier, but I'll get to that in a moment. So, where did the idea of this episode come from? Trey and Matt wanted it to look like Cartman had been in the future for quite a while, hence the episode being titled Go God Go 12 instead of Go God Go 2. At first, they hadn't a clue about the story, other than that they wanted to have otters riding ostriches. Man, could you imagine that in the near future? Ultimately, they elected to nail Two points. That the idea of a peaceful, atheistic society is absurd, because people will always fight, and that the super smart people who advocate atheism often lack basic common sense, just like Richard Dawkins, who somehow misses the fact that Garrison used to be a dude. And I will talk about that momentarily. Um, as far as the episode goes, I... Enjoyed this one a lot more than I did the first one. I thought this one was funnier. I thought the story was better told. I I like that Cartman is trying to prevent himself from doing something stupid, and nobody believes him, not even Butters, I think, believes him. And it basically comes down to one phone call to some guy that he probably has never met and is like, uh, yeah, Mrs. Garrison used to be a guy. And that's basically how everything changes. The course of history changes from that one moment. So, I'm going to give this an 8. Uh, I, I do prefer this one over the previous episode. I thought it was good. I thought it was funnier. Just a very good episode all around. Uh... Usually, well, you know, there's usually some production notes, but there really isn't that much, except for the, what I told you about what this episode came from. Uh, so, Dan Iverson of IGN gave the episode a 9 out of 10, summarizing, even though it wasn't as funny as the episode before it, Go God Go 12, more than made up for any lack of laughs with massive interwining story, intertwining story. By having the story go full circle with Carmen ending up where he started and even starting back on the path he first took, having Carmen complete or contemplate freezing him, himself again was hilarious, was a genius take on the character. So, with an incredible story, clever humor, and multiple sci-fi references, we can't help but highly recommend watching the two episodes. I, You know what, I will say this, and, and I have to agree with Dan Iverson here. If you're going to get this episode, the one here, you have to watch the first one. Because if you don't watch the first one, you might not get some of the stuff in the second one. Now, Richard Dawkins. uh, (laughs) I was going to read this in the last episode, but decided this week would probably be the better week to read this. So, I'm going to do it here. He reacted to the two-part episode by saying, and I quote, I'm buggered if I like being portrayed as a cartoon character buggering a bald transvestite. I wouldn't have minded so much if only it had been in the service of some serious point, but if there was a serious point in there, I couldn't discern it. In a Q&A session at the Free Library of Philadelphia, Dawkins said... I would have thought they could at least have got an actor that could do a proper British accent. Now, if only I could be offered a cameo role in The Simpsons, I could show that actor how to do a real British accent. We mentioned, or I mentioned in the last episode, that he would make an appearance in The Simpsons in the episode Black Eyed, Please. When asked about the episode, In a 2012 interview with Playboy magazine, Dawkins, who said it was the only episode of South Park he had seen, thought the fighting among the different atheist sects had a certain amount of truth in it and harbored a greater potential for satire. It reminded him of the Judean People's Front and the People's Front of Judea from the movie Monty Python's Life of Brian, which is a fantastic movie if you've never seen it but felt that too much of the episode was devoted to ridiculing him by depicting him having sex with Mrs. Garrison. He commented, That isn't satire because it has nothing to do with what I stand for. And the scatological part, where they had somebody throwing shit which stuck to my forehead, that's not even funny. Well, there you go. Uh, I think Richard Dawkins did not like being made fun of on South Park, but he's not the first one, and I'm sure he will not be the last. Alright, let's go to IMDB and see what they thought of this week's episode. Over 2,200 people have given this episode a rating, and the average rating is an 8.7 out of 10. 741 people gave this episode a 10, 641 people gave it a 9, 438 people gave it an 8. That's going to be the grade that I give it this week. Excuse me. And 51 people gave it a 1. Over 1,600 males voted. The average rating was an 8.7. Its highest demographic was under 18, with a 9.3 rating. Uh, For females, the average rating was an 8.3, with their highest demographic being 18 to 29, The average rating there was an 8.9. So the younger generation prefer this episode this week. Very interesting. Okay, I got some reviews. I think there were some reviews that maybe came over from the last one. I'm not really sure, but I am going to read these reviews. And I'm going to start with. Daniel Day-Lewis. No, not not the actor Daniel Day-Lewis, because I highly doubt Daniel Day-Lewis watches South Park, but you never know. Anyway, Lewis wrote... After reading the two reviews submitted to this and the first part, which were topically concerned with simply retelling the plot as it occurred, I felt it more relevant to create a discussion to explore what I feel to be the heart of what the two episodes were trying to convey. Whether religious wars have less to do with religion than they have to do with human nature. The juxtaposition is our modern era which is overwrought with religious extremism and war which is mentioned by Richard Dawkins in the first part, and a future war, or a future without religion, but competing powers of atheistic organizations who are fundamentally fighting each other for power rather than any religious dominance. If I was forced to come up with the message Trey and Matt were trying to prove ultimately with this episode, and I do be- and I do believe nearly every episode of South Park in the s- in the last 6 plus seasons has had a moral or I- ideological message, then my guess would be that although religion is often blamed for holy wars, jihads or violence by those who oppose religion, it is likely simply a matter of human nature to be territorial and divisive and have wars against others, almost as sensible and self-conclusive as the theory of evolution might be. Hmm. Never really thought about that. Alright, have a couple of more recent reviews. This one is from J. Papinone, who wrote, Wish they would have done something more and better with time travel and atheism. Anytime South Park has talking animals, I find the episodes just aren't funny. Not because of the talking animals, just seems to be a recurring coincidence. And I would have liked to have seen more of future Cartman talking to past Cartman, Butters, and others. The otters were just stupid. Ooh. Oh, that might be future Cartman calling me there. Uh, the other more recent review was... From Pangus910, who wrote, And of course, otters evolving and talking, must all the Japanese with otter pets? Like YouTube otters, like Hana, Atai, Sakura, Bingo, Bell, Katsume... Okay, I have no idea what that one was about. Uh, Average Pingu wrote, I genuinely love this episode to death, and as if the first wasn't good enough... The second just keeps building and building to a hilarious climax. I mean, Dawkins banging Mr. Garrison is already so damn funny, but the commentary about human nature and combination between spot on comedy is just amazing. The crank, prank, time phone part is arguably one of the best scenes in South Park. Oh yeah, by the way, is Mr. Wall there? No? Is Mrs. Wall there? No? Then how come there there's a roof hanging over your house? <laughs> Alright, this one is from Gangsta Hippie who wrote Go, God, Go 12 is the conclusion to the two part South Park episode. In this one, the people are still at war and Cartman cannot play his Nintendo Wii. What he does get, however, is a toy called the Time Phone, which can call people in the past. It is not meant for other uses other than the prank call. Cartman uses it to call Kyle and Butters and tries to unfreeze himself. Eventually, Cartman calls the scientist and tells him about Garrison's sex change operation. The couple then break up, which changes the entire future, where the people are not atheist, but there is still a war. They then thank, or they thank Cartman and send him to his time a bit earlier. This is an excellent conclusion to the Go, God, Go two-part episode, in my opinion. Alright, uh, I'll read... Oh, there's two more. Uh, Brian Linton One wrote, I like time travel stories, and I also like when they satire religion. So this was, in my opinion, a great two-part episode. Okay, so the final one is from Rain Dog Jr. And the reason why I kind of held back on doing reviews last week was because I figured somebody would have left a review of the two parts. So, Rain Dog Jr., never letting me down, has it here. Had to get a drink so I can um be ready to read these reviews. Okay, so this is about the first part I'm gonna read is about Go God Go. In the DVD commentary by Trey Parker and Matt Stone, they say that at an interview they were asked if they were atheists because they make fun of religion on the show. And to the surprise of the interviewer and many people, including their friend Penn Gillette, they are not atheists. Later, they received an email from Penn, who was heartbroken because of that, and they started to know more about atheism. So, at the time that the guys were into atheism and into the book of Richard Dawkins, the Nintendo Wii was going to be at stores soon, and Trey's day was basically 5% of the atheism stuff and 95% of the new Nintendo console stuff. So in this terrific episode, we have two plots. Carmen representing the 95% of Trey's Day, and Mrs. Garrison and Richard Dawkins representing the 5%, and then Cartman wanting really bad the Nintendo Wii, and Mrs. Garrison finding the atheism. Here, everything with Cartman is simply hilarious. Basically, the Wii will be released in three weeks, and there you, can, and there you have Carmen already outside the video store, or the video game store, really desperate. He can't sleep. Two minutes are an eternity. He just can't effing wait. And with that, he comes with a plan that is certainly not good, but simply awesome. Go into suspended animation. He will freeze himself, and certainly he needs help. And Kyle, Stan, and Kenny, even that are his very best friends, will not help him. So who's a really good friend and innocent enough to help Carmen to freeze himself? Of course, butters. And the plan was successful, but not entirely, since we see Carmen in the year 2546. In the future, the religion is obsolete, and there are no such things as video games. In my opinion, what a effed future, and certainly because the video games doesn't exist anymore. It is such a great representation of the three atheist groups, and certainly the stuff that Mrs. Garrison and Richard Dawkins did simply changed the world. In this plot, we have Mrs. Garrison teaching evolution against her wishes is hilarious her first class. Then, by the second, she will be paying attention to Richard Dawkins, the new evolution teacher. With Mrs. Garrison and Dawkins, we have hilarious and bizarre stuff, and everything is as simple as that. Mrs. Garrison will have her first date with a man, and yes, the man is Dawkins, who first she threw her feces at and who will convince her that God's spaghetti monster. We see a couple thinking in a world without religion, then in a world without wars, and thanks to the awesome plan of Carmen, we see the world without religion, but with a big war. So it begins. Now to his review of this episode. So we watch part 12 of this story. Now, Carmen is pretty much used to the future, but still can't touch a Nintendo Wii, and that fact is still killing him, but it's here in part 12 of the story where Cartman touch finally a Nintendo Wii, but he will not be able to play with it. Go God Go 12 is simply an amazing episode, from the hilarious beginning in which we see that many things happen since the last time we saw Cartman in the future, to the awesome talking sea otters. I simply loved those creatures. If there was an action figure of a sea otter on its ostrich, I would definitely get it. Hilarious stuff with the sea otters that are the AAA, the Allied Atheist Alliance. One of the three atheist groups that are in war, since each group has its own answer to the great question, so the atheist future means war and Cartman is in the middle of it. Without the the necessary to play Nintendo Wii, but soon knowing of the existence of a device that can save him. The crank prank time phone allows the consumer to call people from the past, but certainly it is only for entertainment, since the present can be altered and is also a product not intended for the use by otters. Is a hilarious part of the episode with Cartman calling to the past to Cartman in order to stop him from freezing himself, and Cartman hates Cartman. Butters will be a little confused and certainly Kyle won't believe that Carmen is actually calling him from the future and is with Kyle when things are modified in the past and the future is altered and the robot dog friend is now a robot cat. But the war between atheists is still going on. The great question is this, what atheists should call themselves? Eventually, Cartman, with a call, will finally open Richard Dawkins' eyes, Then he will finally know why Mrs. Garrison was a woman with so much balls. Mrs. Garrison and Dawkins were the founders of worldwide atheism, so when the future is altered, the over between atheists is certainly over. But is a peaceful future? Of course not, since the French-Chinese want Hawaii. Awesome episode, and the ending is memorable. Raindog Jr. describing the episodes to a T. Well, that's going to do it for this episode, so let's get to the plugs real quick. You guys can follow the show on Twitter at Sharks Pond 97 and join the Facebook group Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. Type that in the search bar and you'll find it. If you can't find it, it's okay. I put the link in the description of each and every episode. Next time, it is the Season 10 finale of South Park. Yes, made it to the end of Season 10, and it's all about Stanley's Cup. That is the next episode here on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll talk to you all next time.